Hello, and welcome to the Parenting Your Way podcast. I'm Kaylee Van Regan from Living Inside Out, and I'm so delighted to be in conversation about how families can thrive. Good morning. Today I have with me Amanda, and she's a dynamic woman who demonstrates a real sense of living a whole life. She shows this in all that she does, and I'll get her to tell her a little bit about this. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So let us know who you are and what you do and what brings you to this conversation. Absolutely. So I run a company called Little Lotus Yoga. We specialize in pre, postnatal, and family-friendly yoga classes. But we don't just focus on the yoga classes. We really focus on the lifestyle and nurturing the family as a whole. So we also run a lot of special events for women on pelvic floor health, feeling good in your body. We provide workshops for parents on safe parenting, uh, first aid classes, how to feel comfortable parenting your child. And really our goal in our Little Lotus classes and workshops is making families feel welcome and providing them with a safe community to nurture themselves and their little ones. Well, that is terrific. I mean, it's a real whole approach instead of, you know, which I think we move more and more towards in this world, like we're all part of community, part of family, and how to live this wholly. Um, Absolutely. And I'm mom of three all into the age of six, and I remember when I had my first baby, you know, I was trying to find my community. I was trying to find the moms and the dads who I could get together with and we could share ideas and, and you know, share our babies' lives and just enjoy that community feel. And so it's really important to me with our programs that we're providing that for other parents as well. And you do this and you're a busy mom yourself. This isn't your only business and your only venture. You have a busy <laughs> life. So why she? Maybe give a little overview of, of that, what your life works looks like, so we can get into yeah. the conversation a bit of what a busy mom does to bring presence into her life. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, I have three children under the age of six, like a six and under now. So I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a 20-month-old. I am very blessed in that I have the flexibility to make my own schedule and work most of the time from home. And for me, it's really important to have that sort of balance and create my business to work around my family life. I want to have the opportunity to volunteer at my children's schools and take them to their gymnastics class and you know, really be present in their life. And I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to build a business that allows me to do that. So with being busy, uh, let's go into this conversation a little bit about, like you said, you still want to be present with your kids. So how or why do you think that's so important to be present with your kids? And what does that look like for you? So, yeah, we get so caught up in the day-to-day in society of our to-do lists and things we want to accomplish, and we're always looking ahead and running forward towards goals, which I think is great to have that vision that we can manifest and eventually create in our life. But when we're always pushing forward and looking at what's next, we miss what's right in front of us that in that moment and I think as parents it's a struggle for us at times when you know 
we want to be successful in our jobs and what we're doing. We we want to have that lovely, nice house. We want to go on our next trip next year. And we forget to pause and just breathe in the moments with our family, whether that be, you know, putting tech away and enjoying time at dinner face-to-face with the kids and your partner around the table and discussing your day. And I think those moments we're seeing less and less of in society. And I think we really need to get back, back to the roots of making that happen and making it a priority in our family life. And, you know, we don't need to worry about always keeping up with the Joneses and and trying to push forward because as we all know, our little ones grow up fast. And if we don't take those moments to pause now and to be present in those moments, we can't backpedal and get those years back. Mm-hmm. It's true. And in my book, I talk about this as parenting with love. When you're able to really be present with your children, I talk about this as parenting with love because you're really seeing your child for who they are and what they need. So I'm wondering if you've had any ever challenges with parenting with presence and how parenting with presence has helped you resolve this? I mean, a big challenge for me personally, because I run my business from home, it's hard for me to disconnect at times. And so I've had to do things like, you know, tech goes away, computer goes off, and that is strictly my family time. And we've been very blessed, my husband and I, we have three beautiful children who you know, we have really used the philosophy of attachment parenting and being present with our children from day one. And so it's part of our natural family lifestyle of what we're doing together. Um, The home I grew up in, I had two very, very lovely, lovely parents. And my dad unfortunately passed away a few years ago. My mom is still living. And their parenting style was a little bit different than how my husband and I are parenting today. And I think some of those influences that I was able to bring in and experiences that I had as a child, and they're not necessarily right or wrong, black or white, but, you know, I really took my experiences and my my past lifestyle of growing up to look at how I wanted to parent my children and how I wanted to make them feel. And it's so important to my husband and I that we're giving our children opportunity to explore and to feel secure in their own mind and body. And, you know, we found in doing so, they're lovely human beings who are empathetic towards others. Our children are normally the ones who, when someone gets hurt, they'll go over and ask, are you okay? Or can I hold your hand and walk you back to school? Or would you like help with something? And I really, I really bring that back to how we parent within our family in giving our children those opportunities to feel secure in the, in themselves. I love to hear you so confident in that and so such a knowing that when you provide a safe place for them, they are able to thrive and demonstrate qualities that every child has within them. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I, you know, and you bring up such a good important part, part, point there is that all children have those qualities inside them, but we need to give them the opportunity and the space and create the environment so they can let those qualities begin to shine. Mm-hmm. For sure. So 
Is there a time that you can remember that you're thinking that you or one of or one of the parents maybe that you you coach around a little bit that has has had a challenge with with being so open and being really present with their kids? Yeah, I look back a few years ago. My father fell very very ill, and he only had a three months a few months to live. And I had a two year old at the time and a ten month old. And it was a very challenging time for me because I got put in that spot where I wanted to be present and assist my dad. And I was only, I was a primary caregiver at the time for him when he fell ill. And I wasn't able to be present for my children like I'm used to being present for them. And it was a really large struggle for me to find that balance in that new sort of lifestyle when I wanted to be present for my dad and I wanted to be home for my children to find a way that I could still be present and there for my children and, you know, feel confident in the choices we were making without actually physically being present there. And so it came down for me of finding ways to connect with them more and leaving little notes, leaving little stories and messages for them because I couldn't always be there throughout their days like they were used to. And when my dad passed away, it really brought me to the to face to face the issues that life is short and we never know if we're going to have tomorrow. And so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times in society we're pushing forward to like, what's next week and what are we doing next year and what's next in our life, and we never know if there's going to be a tomorrow. And so, why can't we settle and be content and happy in the today? And so when my dad was very ill and I was working through that with my young children and I did feel like I missed out a lot on on my little ones' lives. I felt like I missed a couple months of their development. And and when they're infants and toddlers, they're moving and growing so fast. And so I felt like I missed out on a lot of milestones. And, you know, it really made me rethink our journey as a family and encourage me to be even more present in our day-to-day. You bring up so many points here, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm when, so I'm thinking of balance then, you know, you're balancing your your parents' needs, your different areas that you need to focus in your life, you know, and there's always many areas where we have to place focus in our lives. So I'm wondering, how do you support your children to be who to know that that is not part of you and to know that they also are growing and are their own beings. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a constant struggle as as a parent to aid to balance. And, I and, you know, I had a good friend a few weeks ago, we were talking about balance, and she brought up a great point that really got me thinking in that, you know, sometimes we focus so much on we want balance, we need to understand the scale will always tip just a little bit more in one direction than the other. And that's okay because sometimes we need that scale to tip a little bit more in one direction so we can, you know, feel better in our bodies or we can, you know, it's going to take us on the path that we're meant to venture on. And it's so important that I think it's important that our children see us as adults and working through that balance so we can give them those skills early on so they can work on problem solving. They can work on 
being more empathetic towards other individuals. They can work on their critical thinking skills. And when they see their parents working through that and we're teaching them in a child-friendly manner, I think it helps set them up for more success as they grow up. So you're talking a lot about, you know, letting them see you for who you are and letting them to see what you do in your life. How important is this, do you think, that you are living in a way that is is showing them your values? Oh, so important. I grew up in a household where the adults didn't cry around the children. Um, there, there was very few emotions that were brought out and displayed. And I remember growing up struggling with that. And still to this day, I struggle with letting other people see the, you know, the more emotional side of me or that it's okay to be sad or, you know, it's okay to feel bad about certain things. And I want my children to know that, you know, sometimes we all cry and, and when you cry, our instant reaction shouldn't be let's stop crying or put the tears away or it's time to do something else because when we cry or we have that sadness, it's there for a reason. And so it's important that we allow our children the opportunity to see us as adults move through all of those variety of emotions so they can understand that is also part of them. And so when those emotions arise in their minds and their body and their spirit, they A, know that it's normal and that it's part of who they are as a human being, but B, understand that it's important to let those emotions ride out, that if you're sad, it's okay to cry. Sometimes we just need to let those tears flow and we don't need to immediately think, oh, let's fix it or put those tears away or, you know, bury those emotions back down inside. And you're modeling like this emotional health, you're modeling a full life, you're modeling being present. Some parents also still get worried, well, what if I do this now and I'm not planning for the future then and I'm being all in the moment and I'm not thinking about, (laughs) they worry about then the future still. So how can you, how, do you have any ideas for these parents how to not get into that worry? Absolutely. I mean, it's such a challenge and I think we all struggle with that as parents. And if you meet a parent who says, you know, I don't struggle with that or I don't stress about it or don't think about it, I don't think they're really being truly honest. As parents, we all want what is really best for our children and we do want to set them up for success in life. We want to make sure they have all the tools in their toolbox they need to be healthy, well-rounded individuals who are comfortable in their own mind and body. And so we definitely, as parents, have to look a little bit at the long-term picture of what skills will my child need as a teenager to make critical thinking and wise choices, and what skills will my, my child need when they go off to university to live on their own and find ways we can start to incorporate that now into our into our lives with our children at age-appropriate ways, depending on where you are and how old your children are. But I also think that when we set our children up with, we list, actively listen and we pay attention to their needs and we watch their body language with what they need day in and day out, 
and we show them that we are caring and compassionate towards them, that they will be able to learn a lot of those skills on their own and they'll be confident to try new things and to use the critical thinking that they have on their own in their own capabilities to make wise choices that will help them grow. So how do you know what your child needs? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm figuring that out daily, and I wish there was a, a cookie-cutter book of this is exactly what you need and want. For me, I know with my children, and they're very different, my oldest is very empathetic. He's quiet. He holds a lot of his emotions inside. My My second child is very – she's got a big personality, and she loves to be out in the world and dancing and having people watch her and – Number three, we're still trying to figure out kind of a little bit more about her personality. She seems to be, she likes to be the clown and and have people laughing and doing silly things. And so for us, it's really watching our children and noticing when behaviors or patterns begin to change so then we can tune in to see, okay, is something going on in their life that we can help them with to overcome. And my six-year-old came home from school last week and he was very shut down and very quiet. He just wanted to be on his own. And, you know, usually he likes to be around the family after school. And so we gave him a little bit of quiet time because we know that when he's having those times and moments, if we step in right away and try to interact, we're usually pushed back. And so we understand his needs. He needs those moments as as an introvert to be on his own and work through some of his feelings, and then he feels more comfortable to to talk to us and work through any problems and things that are happening. And so, you know, watching your children and how they're interacting with you, how they're interacting with the world, and understanding their daily behaviors and cues and noticing when those begin to change. Mm. Yeah, I find that... um it often just is down to the need, and I think probably you can relate, I think, with young kids when they're learning to communicate and they don't have all the tools that they need to communicate, it becomes very clear in their behavior when it's something fundamental that they're missing, and it, it might not be the toy that they want that they're asking for, that they're yelling for, but it sometimes is a hidden need. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I think a lot of times as parents, you know, when we figure out what the issue is or what their need was or why they're reacting in a certain way, sometimes we have the tendency to brush it aside and say, oh, you know, that's not really that big of a deal. Because as an adult, with everything we are faced in our life, you know, not having that toy or having a certain food at dinner or being able to play with a certain friend may not seem like that big of an event in our own lives as adults. But to a child, that is their life. Mm-hmm. You know, what they eat and who they interact with and what toys they have and what adults are surrounding them with, with love, that is all they know when they're young. And so when one of those things begins to change or becomes misaligned or it's in a different environment or a place they're not used to, it can really start to trigger them. And so it's important as adults and parents, we take time to put ourselves in our child's shoes and look at it from their perspective before we interact or react to a situation. Mm-hmm. 
And I think there in our interaction and reactions there, we that's where our own needs come up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the way we're reacting is often because our needs aren't being met the way they need to. And I think seeing that in our kids can really reflect for us ways that we can grow and develop. You Absolutely. think it's important for us to take a look at that growth and development for ourselves? Oh, so important. Absolutely. So this has been a great conversation, and I was just wondering if you have a supportive message, one supportive message that's special to you that you could share with parents. That we're all just trying our best. You know, I think parenting is the hardest job out there, and a lot of times we put ourselves down or we go to bed at night and think, I wish I would have or I could have or I should have. We need to accept that we are doing the best that we can each moment in the day for our children and that by doing the best we can and providing unconditional love, we are not failing as a parent. We are thriving. And so I think a lot of times, you know, especially with social media these days, we always see everyone posting their happy moments and everything is you know, we look at their pictures and think everything's perfect in our life and why can't I be like that and why can't I do this? And we need to remember that we're human beings. We all have our moments. And if we continue to love our children unconditionally and do the best we can as parents for them, our children are going to thrive. That's so wonderful. So if anybody wants to find you in your work there's so many interesting things that you do. Can you give us the way <laughs> to find you in your offerings? Absolutely. So we are at littlelotusyoga.ca. We have all of our workshops, classes, offerings up there. We also have a blog where we share a lot of free information and material for people who would like to read that, incorporate some things at home with them. We also have lots of videos and tips on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash LLYoga. Well, thank you for being here with me today and with being with our guests. And I would like to let you know that if you want to find me, you can look at Kaylee at livinginsideout.ca or www.livinginsideout.ca and you can find information from my book and different resources there as well. And until the next time, live life. <laughs>